Today's episode of Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Hey everyone and happy Thursday. Yes, today, Thursday, August 13th. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your Tuesday, Thursday host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. I am a sports writer in lots of places. Just dropped an article over at The Athletic. If you want to know a little bit more about new CEO of the New York Liberty, Kia Clark, Go ahead over and read my article. Uh, But you can find me a lot of other places, including, as I mentioned, here, not once, but twice a week. I joined up with an amazing team of podcasters for Locked On Women's Basketball on Monday. Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Audibert with the weekend recap. On Wednesdays, you get a deep dive into one of the WNBA teams with Lindsey Gibbs. And on Friday, your favorite one-on-one interviewer, Howard Magdal. And he has Maisha Hines-Allen coming up for tomorrow. For my episode today, Thursday, August 13th, we are going to continue talking about the Say Her Name campaign in the WNBA. The Say Her Name campaign was established by the African-American Policy Forum. You'll hear a little bit more about them later in the show. And this season, the WNBA as a whole has embraced the Say Her Name campaign. This is a campaign that aims to bring awareness and to honor the memory of girls and women who have also been killed by law enforcement. And I want to head over to a clip from Lasia Clarendon. I caught up with her after post-game availability this week um, for the Tuesday game. Um, the New York Liberty fell to the Los Angeles Sparks, um, but Lasia Clarendon offered some words. They offered some words about not just the Say Her Name campaign, but every week the WNBA on Sunday, they announce a new woman. It can also be a girl or woman that um, they are honoring. I A few episodes ago when I focused on Say Her Name, I had uh, clips from a Zoom conference call with Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw. She's with the African American Policy Forum and is the founder um, of the Say Her Name campaign. But I want you to hear from Lasia as they walk us through not only how Dr. Crenshaw got the idea of Say Her Name, but the actual family, the family of Michelle Cousseau. And Michelle Cousseau is the name that the WNBA is uplifting through Sunday. They will uplift the name and the memory and the legacy of Michelle Cousseau before all WNBA games. And here is Lasia Clarendon. She is talking about Michelle Cousseau and Say Her Name. Hey, Lasia. Um, I actually wanted to ask a little bit about the social justice initiatives. I believe um, Michelle Cousseau is, is the name uh, still for this week. Um, and I, I wondered if you could just share with us a little bit about uh, the campaign to Say Her Name for this week. 
Yeah, so we've tried to develop a calendar, like a queue, so to speak, so um, we could keep honoring different women every week. Obviously, Brianna Taylor's still on our back, but we wanted to um, still take this season to highlight different women who have been victims of police brutality. Um, and Mich Michelle Cousseau and her mother, Fran, they're like the, the whole reason Say Her Name actually got started after she was um, murdered in her own home uh, on a mental health um, a mental wellness check call. And so um, that's just a brutal story and we want to keep shedding light on it. And uh, some of the people might know that Michelle Cusso's mom, um, Fran, took her casket down to City Hall. Um, and that's kind of how the got connected with um, Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw at African American Policy Forum. And that's how Say Her Name got started. So she was definitely someone um, as kind of the mother, so to speak, of the movement being started, say her name specifically, that we wanted to highlight. And you heard Lasia just then talk about Michelle Cousseau being shot in her own home after a wellness check. And her mother, much like Mamie Till did when her son, Emmett Till, was killed. Um, Sandra or excuse me, Michelle Cousseau's mother brought her daughter's casket to City Hall to put on display what had happened to her child. Again, much like Emmett Till's body, at the young age of 14, he was murdered. And Cousseau's body being on display ended up being a launching pad to, to women, to girls, to black girls, to black women who were also killed by police. Michelle Cousseau was killed just days after Michael Brown was shot in Ferguson. But Michelle Cousseau's name and her legacy and her mother, Fran Garrett, um, are forgotten. We still say Michael Brown's name, Eric Gardner, Trayvon Martin. But women, girls and women who are killed by law enforcement also need, and their families need support in not just seeking justice, but to have a support to, while they're going through one of the most traumatic things you would imagine that they'll experience in their lifetime. So heard a little bit Lasia talk about Michelle Cousseau, but we've also seen that the WNBA teams in particular have found ways to support Say Her Name to support Black Lives Matter and the movement for black lives, social justice, voting. Uh, the New York Liberty in particular have done a great job with LGBTQ plus um, initiatives. And we are going to, later in the show, hear about two teams in particular um, and what they are preparing. And so before I do a quick rundown of what teams across the WNBA are doing, I want to again remind you of our title sponsor for this episode, for today's episode. So one reason 
to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? You get none of that with rockauto.com. I've mentioned it before. My favorite thing about rockauto.com is that it's a family business and has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Rockauto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle. You choose your brand, the specifications, the prices you prefer, all of it right there. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Again, that's rockauto.com and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com While I have you, let's talk about another one of our sponsors, Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's got 18 amazing flavors. Six are new. Let me run through the new flavors for you. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. That joins along with the 12 OGs, if you will. Mint brownie, banana bread, raspberry, toffee almond, and of course, a peanut butter brownie covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health conscious person. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, which makes them great for a keto diet. If you're looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, remember, covered in 100% chocolate, Built Bars are for you. So go over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So you heard from Lasia Clarendon. You may recall on previous episodes where we focused on the Social Justice Council, Lasia Clarendon uh, is serving as the player leader of the Social Justice Council. But there are a lot of people, um, including new Liberty CEO, uh, Kia Clark. Uh, there's an executive from the Los Angeles Sparks. Uh, there are a lot of people that are serving on this council. But Lasia is heading up the player representatives for the Social Justice Council. The great thing about the Social Justice Council, and I've spoken to Lasia about this, I've spoken to Terry Jackson, who is the executive director of the WNBPA, that's the Players Union for the WNBA players, and the goal was always to have teams be able to do their own individual um, efforts and initiatives that engage their local community, not just engage their local community, but support their local community. And so I'm going to run through some of the team-specific initiatives we've seen. 
The New York Liberty have taken on the Say Her Name campaign and uh, are partnering with the African American Policy Forum. I should say the New York Liberty are donating money directly to the African American Policy Forum. Also, a lot of people have noticed that the Liberty players have specific shirts that they are wearing, one that includes Black Trans Lives Matter. And Laysia Clarendon, they have been really outspoken about making sure to honor and represent black girls and women, but also black trans women as part of the Say Her Name campaign. Dallas has the I Am shirts, and that comes from Izzy Harrison, who designed these shirts and is selling the shirts. Seattle Force for Change. Uh, This is something through their ownership group that will go on throughout the 2020 season and beyond. Force for Change will focus on four areas related to voter registration, the amplification of black women, LGBTQ plus leaders of color, and organizations serving the black community. In Connecticut, their campaign is Change Can't Wait. This will be a year-round programming, messaging, and activation via team and player outlets to eradicate racism and reverse systemic oppression in black and brown communities in Connecticut and throughout New England. Los Angeles, one of the first, honestly, that I saw unveil their the name of their campaign and that is change has no off season this will be a continuation and enhancement of existing sparks initiatives such as the ones that focus on mental health and wellness police and youth relations and women's initiatives this year they are also focusing on voter registration and education and immigration reform minnesota has a lot of really unique things happening i am going to do team by team uh, we have two teams that I'm focusing on, but I really want to get into Minnesota because they've teamed up with the Timberwolves, the Sacramento Kings, the Minneapolis Foundation, and also an organization known as Rise. And they have a few different buckets. So I want to get, I want to spend some more time on Minnesota. But today I'm going to talk about the Indiana Fever and also this Chicago Sky initiative, which is Sky Takes Action. But first, Indiana. So the Indiana fever have a initiative called fever for change which benefits the central indiana community foundation and they are doing a kind of a a pledge campaign where you can pledge a certain amount per rebound that the indiana fever are able to secure so if rebounds are your thing Hop on this, kind of a gamification. Uh, But also you can make a one-time gift. And the goal overall is $21,000 through um, the Fever for Change and the Rebound campaign. Um, There also will be an option for an auction. And I'm going to kick you over to Natalie Achanwa, one of her first media availabilities in the Wubble. In case you don't remember, Indiana arrived a little bit late because they had some positive tests and the team stayed back. Um, But one of the first media avails for Natalie Achanwa was to talk about this campaign. She um, talks about it with great passion. So let's head over to Natalie. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I touched on these briefly earlier during uh, media day when we first arrived here, but finally they have come to fruition and our player-led initiatives through the Indiana Fever 
are now live and active. So super excited that the visions of us as players um, have been supported and pushed through by our organization. Uh, the first and foremost being um, the overall umbrella of our initiatives is now going to be um, funneled through the Fever for Change Fund through the Central Indiana Community Foundation. And from there, we'll be able to pool all of the money from all of our initiatives um, and distribute them to both local Indiana, Indianapolis foundations and some national ones that as a team we've uh, come together to select. Um, but the first initiative is Rebound for Change, which is a pledge it campaign. Uh, so fans, friends, family members are able to either pledge an amount per rebound that the Indiana Fever will get this season or make a one-time um, any amount donation. So overall, our goal for this season is $21,000. Uh, to raise for a variety of community um, non-for-profit organizations. So with that being said, we have launched this Rebound for Change. So far, I believe around 4,500. Um, so we would love to continue to push and funnel fans, friends, and family members towards that. Uh, another one that's in the works that we're still fine-tuning a little bit is we will have an auction that will happen at the end of the season, but it'll be live throughout the season once uh, we get some final things approved. The main items being on that auction will be player-worn sneakers that uh, each individual player has worked with SQ Customs uh, to create a custom sneaker uh, for whatever um, they would like. Some are going to uh, carry on individuals' um, social justice narratives, or some are super fun, creative, um, personal, uh, either collegiate or um, individual uh, stories. So they're going to be really cool. You can see some of the creative aspects of us as players, uh, and then we will auction those off. Uh, with the proceeds from that auction going towards our Fever for Change Fund. So a couple things in the work. Uh, really excited that we've been able to see these come to light and pumped to raise $21,000 for a variety of community um, non-for-profits. And so you heard Natalie talk not only about what Indiana is doing, but also, um, you know, some of the ways that that folks can get involved and how involved the players, Candace Dupree being one of them, how involved the players were. But I also want you to hear from Natalie about um, kind of the conversations that the Players Association and the player reps were having about teams being able to, in the wobble, amplify their own initiatives. Here's Natalie Achanwa again. Natalie, all this is super awesome, especially the the auction with the player with the player warm memorabilia and all that stuff. How hands on have the players been with organizing and planning and and all of this stuff? We have been the heart and soul of it. Um, like I said, we're very fortunate to have an organization that supports it. But uh, it was a conversation that Candace Dupree and I had with our GM uh, Tamika Catchings first. And she said, if it's something that you guys are passionate about, then get the team together, um, discuss the details and pass it on to us and we'll work on the legality of it. So uh, it has definitely been um, player led and focused um, and something that we are truly passionate about. With this launching with the fever, um, have you 
had any conversations with players from other teams about maybe them doing this in their communities and all that stuff as well? Uh, because I am a player rep uh, and I represent uh, Indiana in the Players Association, uh, this was a conversation that we had um, as the WMBPA earlier in the season about uh, individual team initiatives. So I think we've done a great job as a league and each organization has their own uh, unique touch to how they're impacting their community. So you'll see other teams also having different auctions, um, similar pledge of campaigns. But I think what's important is that we're all focused on making impactful change. And I'm really glad that uh, the Indiana Fever could be uh, in that conversation. And um, hopefully this 21, I, I like everything. Everything's a challenge for me. So I love the competition. That's why I was super excited with this Pledge of Campaign because here I am every day. Not only does pushing to get more rebounds help us as a team on the court, but here I am like, shoot, we need another 10 more rebounds because that means another $25 for um, our Rebound for Change initiative. So uh, the overall um, benefit that it can help both us on the court and off the court uh, is truly something special. A little bit later in the show, I'm going to go into Sky Takes Action. Last time we talked about Chicago on this podcast, we were talking about a little bit of drama, but the, there's no more drama in their life. They defeated uh, Phoenix yesterday. So, you know, the revenge that Allie Quigley was looking for did come to fruition. Um, and so we're going to move on. We're going to talk about uh, Sky Takes Action. And let's hear from first... Diamond to Shields and Sky Takes Action. Let me give you a little bit of, give you a, a little lead up here. Sky Takes Action is, has a goal of $10,000. Last time I checked, they were already at 6000 And the owners of the Chicago Sky are actually going to match the donations, but it's, um, in partnership with Athletes for Justice. And so the funds that are raised through Sky Takes Action will help organizations like By the Hand, um, BYP 100, Movement for Black Lives, Firehouse Community Arts Center, which just did an interview with uh, Gabby Williams the other day, and Future Ties. But let's hear Diamond DeShields talk a little bit about Sky Takes Action and her plug with Athletes for Justice, which led to this partnership this season. Hi, Diamond. Thanks for taking the time. I uh, just wanted to ask you, how is Sky for Change serving as an extra motivator for you this season? And it's it's everything. It's, it's the, literally the reason why I put my jersey on. It's the reason why I came out here. Um, there was no way I was, was going to come out here and, and just – dismiss myself from what's going on in the world right now. Um, so to have partnered up with um, Athletes for Justice and my teammates and everybody else, our, our sponsors, to be on board with this, um, it, it, it it's all the motivation that any of us needs on game days, you know, to know that we're raising money for these nonprofits and, and working towards improving our community, our home in Chicago. Can you just talk about how, you know, that this, those discussions and that process came together, obviously, you know, with Sam Acho and just, you know, people around Chicago, things like that? Yeah, well, it, it was really divine, honestly. I mean, Sam and I 
uh, got connected a few weeks before I came out here, and it was just me. I was the only female athlete that was involved in Athletes for Justice. Um, and when we got out here to Bradenton, we had a team meeting just to talk about what we were going to do. Um, you know, there's a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of, uh, uh, I don't want to call it empty, but we wanted to make sure that we were being active in our approach and making sure that we were actually doing something. Um, and so I kind of just brought it up in the team meeting, like, hey, you guys, this is something that I've been a part of. I think it would be really cool uh, for us. And, you know, everybody was like, yeah, like, absolutely. That sounds like a great idea. So got with Gabby, obviously, who's um, one of our player reps and very passionate about civil rights and African-American rights. And, and we just got the ball rolling that way. You heard Diamond to Shields talk about Sky Takes Action and the partnership with Athletes for Justice. Athletes for Justice was founded by Sam Acho of the Chicago Bears. And you heard Diamond talk a little bit about that he was, or you heard Diamond talk a little bit about that she was the only woman, uh, the only female athlete as a part of athletes take or athletes for justice, excuse me, um, and then was able to bring that to Sky Takes Action. And finally, we are going to hear from head coach James Wade. He's getting fired up again, but this time fired up for social justice. He was asked a little bit about. The Atlanta Dream, and they have been wearing shirts as well as Sue Bird talked about this on ESPN, but wearing shirts of the opponent to Kelly Leffler, excuse me, Leffler, is running for Senate. She was appointed and placed in that position when there was a vacancy, and now she's running to hold her seat. And she said some things about the WNBA uh, and about their stance on Black Lives Matter and say her name. And you're starting to see the clap back. So James Wade was asked about that. Here's what he had to say. Uh, Coach, on Thursday, the players are wearing the Vote Warnock shirts, obviously response to the Atlanta Dream Coloner. And today we saw some shirts uh, that said arrest the, the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Just get your thoughts on the social justice messages from the league, from the Players Executive Council this season. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's it's uh, something that calls for action um, and it's bringing awareness, especially the more our games are on television. You see how outspoken that our, our the players are uh, in this league and, and they're about business. Um, we're in dire times, uh, man. Like we're in dire times where uh, a lot of people are so outspoken about, uh, you know, not just about equality, about keeping things the same. And, you know, it lets you know what kind of society we're in, where you have people that are so courageous and so, like, adamant about uh, people being equal, you know, people being uh, treated fairly. So uh, the, their voices were always in the forefront of what represented uh, this nation. And now uh, you're seeing, uh, you know, I guess a, a, a kind of a good rebellion. And, and like John Lewis said, people getting in good trouble and, and, and uh, letting their voices be heard that this is not the way society is supposed to be, uh, especially when you talk about fairness and equality. So I'm all for it. I'm going to keep on, I'm going to keep on uh, representing and I'm going to keep on speaking out about it. 
because this is the way the world is supposed to go, where everybody is created equal, uh, where Breonna Taylor's uh, murderers should be uh, convicted and sent to jail. Uh, we need to arrest them, you know? Uh, they're comfortable right now. And it's uh, Breonna Taylor's family who's, uh, you know, right now is, is suffering, you know, mourning the loss of uh, a beautiful young lady, you know? So uh, they, 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 they need to go to jail, they need to go to prison. And, um, and not only them, it's, it's more people out there that need to be convicted and go to prison as well. So we're gonna keep on speaking on it and um, until they take action. So this is not going away. I, I know some people think yeah, it's for a season, but it's not. As always, I wanna thank you for listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your Tuesday, Thursday host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. You can follow me on the social meets, AKA social media, at elindsay08, that's E. L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-0-8. Once a week, usually on Tuesdays, we remixed it a little bit uh, this week because of that rivalry between Phoenix and Chicago. Wanted to get that in for Tuesday's episode. But usually on Tuesdays, I will dedicate space on our podcast network and on Locked on Women's Basketball to talk about social justice and to talk about the community initiatives being led by WNBA players. Until next week. Stay excellent. And as James Wade would say, thank you guys. Continue to social distance.